Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. So today I'm going to put you on the spot. That's what this entire episode is going to be. It's going to be me interviewing you, really. We know we have guests sometimes, but today the guest is you. And, you know, I, I've i been watching online. I, I like to see which, which of your posts people interact with. Well, all of your posts get a lot of interaction. But I know every time you post about these things you started called the children's entrepreneur market, a mm. lot of people get really excited. I think I saw the other day people were asking, you know, when are you coming to our state? When are you coming here? So I want to talk about this today. And these these markets, and I'll have you go into detail a little bit more, these are really cool. These are where kids get the chance to, you know, try their luck as entrepreneurs, and I, I've seen some like video clips of it. I think I've actually written about it in the past. So I want to just jump in. Let's talk about this. So first, I want to have you just say, what is this? What is the children's entrepreneur market? Well, uh, what you wrote about, Brittany, is is how it started. So back when you were writing uh, for Fee, uh, mm-hmm. you did an article highlighting how here in Utah, my home state, my adopted home state, uh, we got a law passed in 2017 that says that kids do not need any type of permission slip to operate a little, you know, small business because what was happening in 2014 and 15 and 16 is all across the country there were these news stories of little kids getting their lemonade stands shut down because they didn't have a business license or they didn't have a food handler's permit. Uh, there was one story of a four-year-old who was selling 50 cent cups of lemonade and she was shut down by some county bureaucrat who happened to uh, find the lemonade stand because her parents had not purchased on her behalf an $85 uh, uh, permit. Hmm. You know, what it do the math, 170 cups of lemonade just to pay for the, the permission slip. So this was happening across the country and I thought it was so ridiculous. So I approached a a lawmaker here and said, hey, what if we had a bill that would uh, exempt kids under 18 from needing any type of license or permit? And uh, and so we worked on that bill, uh, got the bill passed, and Utah uh, became kind of the gold standard. Other states, about five or six states, have passed a similar kind of lemonade stand law. Texas, for example, has one. However, theirs, like a few other states, only covers beverages. And so the moment that you sell cookies or brownies, suddenly you need the same permission slips. Whereas Utah's is like any economic activity. So it could be because technically if you do any babysitting or lawn mowing or walking dogs, you know, any type of activity like that, you're technically supposed to get a business license. And Mm -hmm. so all these kids are are breaking the law. So we said, let's, let's stop all of that. We got the law passed and then we said, Hey, let's, it'd be fun if we like celebrated this somehow. And so that's when the children's entrepreneur market was born. It's kind of like a big farmer's market, but it's run entirely by the kids after mom and dad helped them, you know, set up the booth. And uh, we've done it now for five, six years. And it's just it's just so awesome. It's super enjoyable to participate in. Was the first one, was it just supposed to be a one time thing or did you want it to become a a regular thing? So the very first one, uh, the you know, the Genesis story was there was this boy who um, wanted to do a literal lemonade stand. He, He set one up. And then he asked his mom, hey, could we um, could we invite some friends? And so right as we were passing this law, this boy kind of gathered together a group of people and it spread through Facebook and my wife found out about it. And so we took our kids and it was just this little kind of pop up thing. And so 
that that experience is kind of what you know sold the vision of like oh hey this could be a cool thing to turn into a you know a whole initiative rather than just a organic type of saturday morning thing um you know my kids had done little you know lemonade standy type of, of business stuff but the problem with a traditional lemonade stand is 90 percent of the t- of the time is being spent just trying to flag down cars right for any of you kids mm, yeah. you know what i'm talking about you spend most of your time just sitting there waiting uh the awesome thing about our kids markets are that uh it's like nonstop foot traffic because we basically bring like you know 70 90 150 families together uh for this event and we bring a ton of the public out and so it's just constant customers so kids end up making quite a bit of money for the most part and uh you know then the profit motive kicks in because it's like oh i want to do that again how can i make more and suddenly they become (laughs) very interested in learning about things like entrepreneurship and business and economics so one thing, and I'm actually going to have us do a whole episode on this at another time because I know a lot of people, and I'm talking about myself and I say this, who are big ideas people, they have a hard time actually getting the idea off the ground. So this, you you do all this stuff, you get the the law changed, and then you decide you want to do this. But what were the first steps you actually took to organize this to happen? Like, how did you make this come come true? Well, um, you know, we uh, partnered with a few different folks who wanted to help launch this project. Um, and in the first year, it was very, uh, you know, chaotic because we're we don't know what we're doing. We've never done some <laughs> of these things before, so it was a, a big learning experience um, for us to figure out. For, for example, one time we did an event at uh, at this location. It was like a school's parking lot or something like that. But the the traffic was not great. People couldn't see us from the side of the road. Um, you know, it was on the blacktop in hot sun on a you know, Saturday midday. And so it just wasn't a good market. And then by contrast, uh, we had a market once that we partnered with a city when they do like their annual festival kind of big, you know, like a fair type thing. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we partnered with them. And so then they advertised this as being part of their event, which attracted more families to, you know, participate. And that was amazing because there were all these people already there attending this event who could then walk over and, and, you know, come check it out. So it was learning experiences like that where we're like, oh, okay, these work much better when we attach them to some other kind of event. And then that event can, they, they want us to do that because it's like, oh, hey, look, and we're going to have this kid-friendly thing. So, you know, parents, bring your kids. And so it's like this win-win thing. So we're like, oh, okay, let's do that, you know, even more. Or, hey, when we do these markets right outside of Costco, you know, uh, then we get tons of people. Oh, great. Let's find locations where we can, you know, do that. So, uh, so a lot of learning and, and, you know, we, we uh, ended up hiring someone, Lene, who's now our, our market manager, and she's been overseeing the whole project. And I mean, even now we'll probably talk here in a minute, we're, we're growing into new states and uh, it's just becoming a, a much bigger project that we ever envisioned it becoming, but it's just so rewarding to give these kids that, uh, this type of experience. So of all the ones you've been to, what are your top, you don't have to just say one, maybe top like two to three favorite things you saw being sold? Because, well, first of all, let's back up a little bit. Talk about the kinds of things that are sold. And then I want to hear like your top, you know, one or two favorite things you saw. Yeah. So we have a lot of food uh, of different kinds, Um, you know, uh, cookies, brownies. uh, There's, uh, you know, empanadas and tacos and there was one kid who just did hot dogs and so lots of food uh we get lots of slime uh, as a very popular one um 
a couple years, a few years ago, I, I distinctly remember when I took my kids to one uh, of our markets, they were selling fidget spinners that I had helped them figure out how to, you know, buy in bulk and because fidget spinners were all the, the rave that summer a few years ago. And I counted it afterwards at that particular market. There were 14 different booths that were all selling fidget spinners. That's in fact, funny. one of the kids who set up across the little alleyway from from our family was directly across from us also selling fidget spinners, except where my kids were advertising them for $5, he was advertising them for $4. Uh-oh. And so <laughs> it was a great teaching moment for my kids. Like, okay, what do you do in this type of, you know, you can lower your price. Can you create more value, you know, so it's worth the higher price. And so it was an awesome uh, learning moment to to have that. So you, you get these like fad things. Slime is the fad right now. We have a lot of art. Uh, kids will create art or t-shirts. We had one boy who would uh, create custom wood pens that he would, you know, uh, custom make. Uh, really cool. We have, uh, I remember I took a 15 minute ukulele lesson from a, a girl for That's five fun. bucks. Uh, she taught me how to play a song on the ukulele. So you just get this wide variety. You certainly have the cases where mom just on a whim signs her kids up. Kids aren't uh, really invested in it. Mom goes to the store and buys, you know, cans of soda and yeah, <laughs> and they, uh, you know, and so those never really do well because they're not unique. They're, you know, they're not very special. But the families who do, I mean, we had we had at one market, these kids create custom Harry Potter wands. And there were these these little wands that they used like hot glue to create these like patterns, like bumpy, I don't know, texture on the wands and they'd paint them and they were just super cool looking. And so they sold tons, you know, so creative stuff like that, that people are going to want to buy as gifts uh, and, and things like that end up doing really well. So what is, and then we'll talk about where this is going next, but what what is the most rewarding part, do you think, of all of this, all the ones you've done? And well, when, how many have you done? Oh gosh, we've done dozens. At at this point, I think we've done over 70 of these uh, markets. Last year alone, we did 30 uh, throughout the state of Utah. Um, And so uh, to me, I think the most rewarding thing um, is giving these kids an opportunity to learn about real world issues outside of a classroom. You know, seeing how these, I mean, it's not like, hey kids, sit down. We're going to teach you how, you know, money works or how customer service should be or how to do product development it's like the this opportunity and again the profit motive where they're like oh i can make money i i just made a bit of money if i did something a little more i can make even more money at the next market those things are are natural learning opportunities that are going to teach these kids more than anything they go read in a book and so i just love that it's very it's like an applied experience right it's it's kind of getting your hands dirty and and learning through life rather than just in a classroom in a book um, and so I, I really love that because you see the wheels turning, you see the light bulbs turning on and kids are like, oh, I want to do this again. You know, mom, when's the next time we can do another market? My kids one one year sold PVC marshmallow shooters. So, you know, we cut up cool. little, yeah. yeah, little PVC pipes with the elbows and so forth. And then you could, you could shoot them at people. And each of my kids, I had two kids, man, my two kids manning the booth. And I think they each made like 35 bucks. Uh, just for selling, you know, some plastic. So and it ended up being a really good deal for them. And again, they were like, oh, let's do it again. That's really cool. So for, we'll wrap up by asking or by having you tell us where, what states, what cities, where are the children's markets going next? Okay, so this year, uh, 2023, for those who are listening later, uh, we are expanding beyond Utah, which is super exciting for us. We're going to six new states this year. 
uh, and that is Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Colorado, Texas, Arizona, and Michigan. Um, and so the goal eventually is to have this be a fully national program. We want to be in every state. Uh, that's the kind of the vision, but we're going to take our time to get there, especially because we've never really, uh, um, we've never expanded beyond Utah before. So we've hired a bunch of people, we've trained them all, we've got them all the supplies. And so now this, you know, summer throughout the year, we're going to be uh, doing a bunch of markets. If you live in one of the states I mentioned, you can head to childrensentrepreneurmarket.com and you get a gold star if you can spell all that right the first time childrensentrepreneurmarket.com the spelling test and a website uh, at the same time and so you can go there you, you you can look at the whole list of markets and see what's coming up in uh, your state if you're not on uh, the the list that i mentioned of those states we're coming to you soon uh, obviously for the parents listening this is all of a a donor driven thing it's a nonprofit, and so we're kind of trying to go as we're able to raise funds and, and grow the project. So if you know someone in your state who'd be interested in bringing this there, come reach out to us. But childrensentrepreneurmarket.com, you can follow it on social media. Uh, we've got you know accounts just for the Children's Entrepreneur Market. They're cute photos. You can go see what all these kids are selling. And for the kids listening, one of the best things about this is research and inspiration. Go look at what other kids are selling and you can get ideas. And, and so even if the market isn't yet in your state, you can do your own thing. You can do a little, you know, lemonade stand, go to the park, uh, you know, go to a local farmer's market and have a booth there. You don't need to wait for us to be entrepreneurial. But if you are interested, childrensentrepreneurmarket.com is where to go. Brittany, great chatting with you as always. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.